This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. To write that down Wednesday here on Mackie and Judd, where we make predictions and uh, mostly hold each other accountable for incorrect predictions. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions. We'll do that. The Twins made a splash. We'll talk about that off the top of the show after we shout out Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Now, as a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Think about the things that might involve risk as it pertains to your employees. Like, do they use ladders or company vehicles? Do you have policies in place for those things? How would how would a fall or a crash or something affect all the stakeholders involved? MyShield has resources to help your business with all questions in this particular bin of risk management and safety training, et cetera. You can find out more at federatedinsurance.com, and you can also just download the app or uh, contact your Federated marketing representative to find out more information, too. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Simmons with a bare hand, throws the first, gets Holiday. One out, nice play by Simba. Simmons gets charging in. Off balance throw, and Simba got him. Simmons with a diving catch. He's done it again. To shallow center field. Tough play, Simmons running out there. Over the shoulder catch. Fires it back to first. How about this? Put on a clinic, Angleton Simmons. Just like we've been saying the whole time, just be patient. The Twins have plenty of moves up their sleeve. The plan was clear all along. Uh, I don't know what all these negative naysayers are doing today, but uh, That's I think we can feel guys, good on this show. You guys were mocking them yesterday, and I told you guys I've heard through the grapevine there's a lot coming, all right? There's a so lot much com- more. There's yes. more coming, Wait, too. So, so And one or two? Three or four? Not five, I not six? Six or seven? I'm not privy to say right now. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that, LeBron James. I'm not privy to say. By the way, like multiple people, I think Doogie, Dan Hayes, maybe a third person, like all at the same time tweeted last night. Yeah. One to two more moves on the horizon. So was that was that sad? Was you that know what I feel? It's like. Everyone I, calm down. There's more moves. I feel like it's the forecast for snow, though. <laughs> so you're like, oh, two more moves. I better get the shovel out. I better get the and then then it's like oh but there wasn't two more moves well, that's not good. you're saying are you saying there's like a national weather service website for all the 
sports meteorologists. They can just go the and the sports see. meteorologist. <laughs> exactly right. They're saying two more moves are coming on Thursday. It's going to be a jam packed day, and then it's, it's, it's called Tweet Deck. It just it, it it filters all my my hashtags. Exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, Andrelton Simmons is one of the. This is not hyperbole. He is one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball history. And I get that it because he's not necessarily a household name in some parts. And like Ozzie Smith was a household name because baseball was the most popular sport when he was at his peak in the 80s, right? And he did backflips, dude. He did backflips I mean, and he's on. playing in the World Series. Does this guy do backflips? And, and he's and he was I think he was probably a little bit more charismatic because he would do backflips and things, but Andrelton Simmons, just to put this into context here, right? So Fangraphs.com has been tracking defensive runs saved. It's basically a plus minus for how many runs you save or give up compared to average. Mm -hmm. They've been tracking this since 2002. Andrelton Simmons is a plus 191 over the last 20 years, okay? Adam Everett, who also former twin Adam Everett, Adam Everett is the second place shortstop defensively over that stretch. And he's a plus 119. So there is, if you could do some math there, there is a 70-run difference between Andrelton Simmons since they started tracking this and the next best defensive shortstop over the last 20 years. Jorge Polanco, by the way, who it sounds like, according to Jeff Pass, and Polanco is going to move over to second base. And uh, just to put this in hockey terms for the Judd's Hockey Show crew, this would be like taking someone who shouldn't be playing top-line center, Polanco. He was playing shortstop, but like, he wasn't the greatest defensive shortstop, as we saw by him blowing a massive, easy routine play that cost the Twins a playoff game. It was a brain fart, okay? My God. So he moves from being a top-line yeah, center to where he belongs yep. as like a second or third-line center. Yep. So it makes him better. He's a minus 34 in his career at shortstop. So a plus 191, a minus 34, there's a 225-run difference over the last handful of years just with the glove alone between those two players. This is a great signing by the Twins. And this looks like at least it's a potential uh, bridge to Royce, right? Because it's a- Could be. One-year contract, and then see how that plays out, and then yeah. potentially by 2022 or so, uh, or actually 2023, if we're being realistic about when baseball is probably going to be played again after 2021. Plus the service time crap that you have to Lewis out. can move yeah. in at shortstop potentially. Yeah, and this also here's what I like. So two years back, right? Two years back, the entire like left side of the infield, Rosario in the left. Do you remember all the mistakes? All the all the balls that weren't gotten to Sano at third, yeah, yeah Sano yeah. at third. Polanco, who you know, I didn't think I didn't think Polanco was a disaster, but he certainly was not the best option, or even close to it, uh, at shortstop. Rosario just sometimes great plays, but sometimes these awful brain farts in left field. Um, and we kept asking the Twins about it, Phil, and you recall that they, they were like, "Oh, we're not really concerned about that. We're not really." Con-. And we were, and we said, "Hold on a second here." Um, you might not be directly concerned about it if you're Rocco or you're Falvey or Levine, uh, but if you're a starting pitcher or a pitcher period, you are saying to yourself, boy, I wonder if someone else could have gotten to that ball yes. that Miguel Sano just fell down trying to, to get. Donaldson and and Simmons, health provided too. So I will preface everything I say. You okay? probably put that one in bold for Donaldson. I agree completely. Yeah. But, but my point is before – Somebody shoots back on Twitter, well, he's got to stay healthy. You're exactly right. But health provided, the left side of this infield in 2021 
is going to be airtight. Yes. Like it's going health provided, it's going to be one of the best, if not the best. And I I say this with all due respect to a lot of teams that are probably pretty good, might be the best in baseball from a fielding standpoint. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of baseball analytics writers that are doing some research on this and where the Twins project to be. And uh, and a couple things I saw last night. Obviously, these guys have to stay healthy. Byron Buxton has to play you know, 120 games. Right. Can we get 120 games from Byron it's Buxton? Like an auction. God, <laughs> right here, 120, 120, literally an automatic top 20 MVP candidate if he plays 120. I know, games. and he's an automatic Gold Glove. If if right. if if health, you've got a Gold Glove in center field, 100. percent Like he wins the Gold Glove if he's healthy. You've got a Gold Glove at shortstop if Andrelton Simmons stays healthy. Like. The only reason why those guys won't win gold gloves is if they aren't healthy, which is a big problem. For the, There's a reason why Andrelton Simmons, he's 31, he's still in his prime, but there's a reason why he was available on a one-year contract, because he's missed a lot of games the last couple of years. Um, and Donaldson, I don't think I don't think Donaldson's on the level that he was maybe five years ago, and like Nolan Arenado is the best defensive third baseman in the game now, but Donaldson's probably still a fringe top five defensive third baseman, mm-hmm. and then you move Polanco to a place where he's going to be better just overall as a second baseman than he would be as a shortstop. Max Kepler has been a great corner outfielder defensively, so this is another way to fix your pitching, right? If you feel like you've got yeah. some some holes in your rotation, in your bullpen, um, you know, if you can just turn more batted balls into outs, that is another way to 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 just allow fewer runs over the course of of a season. Um, and I can't, like, I know that the Twins haven't scored more than four runs in a playoff game in literally, like, 15 years. I mean, we talk about the 0 for 18. They haven't even scored five runs in a playoff game since 2004, which is ridiculous. So the bats are the biggest problem in the postseason. But the thing that stands out in my mind is when the pressure was at its peak and you're in a close game and it's a do-or-die situation, and Jorge Polanco got swallowed up by the moment. Routine play at short. And if I remember right, he threw that ball wide of a throw. It was a throw to second base, I feel like, and he it threw was. it wide. To a rise, yeah, yes. and he couldn't stretch for it. And it led and to it his fault. the series-clinching run yeah. late in that game. And, like, do you do you make decisions based off of one mistake? Not necessarily, but that was such an egregious mistake leading to the 18th straight you playoff loss. You just wanted someone at that position going forward that can handle it. Frustrating me. To your point, though. So I don't think that you make the decision at all based solely on that one play, okay? But here's where I think you do. How many of us from the day that Polanco was left at shortstop on a full-time basis basically talked about this sort of feels like a ticking time bomb? Like, last night at work, it was great, Polanco, right? <laughs> uh, but we always said, boy, it sort of feels it sort of feels like something could go wrong here, right? And I think often if we feel... That way, the people that run the team privately feel the exact same way. So, Phil, I think to what you're saying, I don't think it was the play against Houston that triggered this, oh, my God, he's not what we thought he was moment. But I do think that it was the culmination of the bomb exploded, and they were like, okay, we just we can't. Like, we just can't <laughs> They knew do this. what they were playing with. Because there's, yeah. no there's no way that they were equally as frustrated by that play as both of you guys, there's no way. Like they had to look at that play and say, "We've pushed this too far now." Yeah. They have another. There's another category on fan graphs here. If you would indulge my my nerd side here for a second, called out of zone plays. So so plays that, and if you want to see some of these, I I tweeted out last night. It's a 10 minute video of just Andrelton Simmons defensive highlights. 
And you look at that thing, and then you go look at like an Ozzie Smith highlight reel, you know, Omar Vizquel highlight reel. This this dude is going to get Hall of Fame consideration just with his glove alone. Mm-hmm. And he's not a bad hitter. Like we haven't even mentioned his bat. You know, he's he's not going to go out and hit twenty five or thirty home runs, but he's a career two seventy hitter. Yep. Uh, for the most part, he gets on base at over a three fifteen or three twenty clip. He's had a couple down years here and there. Not a train wreck. He, he's not incompetent with the bat. You know, he's not going to be a guy. Like some of these other guys that the Twins have run out there, like Adam Everett, who is second on this defensive list. Pedro Floramount. Those guys can't hit. No. <laughs> and the old school. Nick Punto even. Right. And the, the old school guys at that spot often couldn't hit. Yep. Like, man, Mark Belanger, all glove. Yep. All glove. And he hits about 212. So there is a stat called out of zone plays, which is defined pretty much just like that. There's There's video scouts that say... You know, is that a play that reasonably is within your range? And most of the time on base hits and stuff, the answer is obviously no. And Andrelton Simmons in 2017 and 18, when he played full, like, you know, 160 game seasons, he averaged almost one out of zone play per game. Per game. Like, you see, you know, if once a week, if you see Jorge Polanco range to his right and, like, make a play in the hole and fire it over, like, wow, you see that once or twice a week. Like, this dude did it, like, once per game on average the last two full seasons he played. And those are plays you kind of take for granted because if a, if a ball, and we talked about this with Sonoma, if a ball goes through but the hole to left field between the third baseman and the shortstop, you just think, oh, the pitcher gave up a hit. But it doesn't always have to be a hit. If you've got Josh Donaldson and you've got Andrelton Simmons and Byron Buxton, like those guys turn hits into outs more often than most players at their positions. Mm-hmm. So this is, I'm, I'm very excited for this, in case you can't tell. This is a great, good gloves, man. Great good signing. gloves are great. I, yeah. I love that's a part of the game that we don't talk about enough. But if you've got a really good shortstop, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch. And the and the difference between like an elite shortstop and having an elite defensive second baseman is drastic. Like like that's why moving a Luisa Rise is probably going to be a good decision because he, first off, he's a clunker defensively, and Jorge Polanco is going to transition there very easily. Yeah, and it's just an expendable defensive position in general. It makes way more sense for Arise, who's like a, a good two-tool player, right? He can make he can make contact. He puts together good at bats. Um, he's not super fast. He's not the best defensive player, like Declan said, so, but he can play almost everywhere. So him him taking over presumably the Marwin Gonzalez role and being able to he's still going to get like four hundred plate appearances by just like filling in at third base when Donaldson's out and shortstop when you have to sit Simmons. Like he's going to wind up playing probably. Three, four positions, he's going to get 400 plate appearances, which is, that's the role for Luis Arise. That's, that's a winning team has him as the utility player, not as the starting second baseman. Okay, boys, I, I'm about to baseball geek out huge here. Like, this is going to be All a right. massive geek talker that I am proud has come to me, okay? I feel, I feel the conduit of, of the geek talker here. <laughs> uh, what does this say about the Twins' philosophy and because I I really believe part of the thing with Polanco and basically up until now saying it will be okay was their ability to shift and they shifted a lot and they were pretty smart about what they did okay mm-hmm. now the Houston play sort of shined a light on well we can shift but if the guy chokes in a key spot that's really really bad uh what does and we know that Donaldson who didn't shift a lot in Atlanta two years ago and doesn't really like to but he did but he was forced to Went healthy last year. What does this do because this guy is so good with the glove and can get to so many potential hits? What does this do for the shifting philosophy? And I'm not asking if it's going to go away. That's not going to take place. But what what does this do down that path? So I'm going to actually answer your nerdy question with an even nerdier answer. Okay? Love it. 
because he has such ridiculous range, because his his radius for tracking down ground balls. Get those nerds! 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 It's so wide. I feel like like you should start to speak with a lisp now. Okay, hey guys. So, uh, Anderson Simmons is very rangy, very rangy shortstop for the Twins. Okay. <laughs> Does that work? Oh, yeah. It's our nerd statistics. So because he (laughs) ranges so well, you don't have to shift him as far, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. if you had – if the three of us were put out there as the third baseman, shortstop, and second baseman, and the Twins had to make it work, they would look look to see like, all right, well, where's the highest percentage of where this hitter hits ground balls? Let's just like put those guys as close to that area as possible. But when you have Andrelton Simmons who can range from foul pole to foul pole, you don't have to like move him to the other side of second base. He can cover a wider pasture of area. So he's going to have to shift because that's the way baseball is, Absolutely. is yeah. going right now. Yes, But I think he's going to have a little bit more freedom and liberty can, to, to play more of a traditional spot if he wants to. Can Josh not have to shift as much then? Like to go to shortstop basically yeah. or on the put, up- put, put it this way. Like if 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 I could draw this for you guys, Donaldson, Simmons, and then Polanco as a second baseman uh-huh. cover more pasture at their positions than the average player, and in the case of Donaldson and Simmons, a lot more space. Right. So because those bubbles take up more space, you don't have to move them as far over left or right. Like you can, they, those bubbles overlap by them just playing a traditional place. Uh, same with the outfield, like Byron Buxton. You don't have to shift Byron Buxton like halfway over to right field because right now you're limiting his chance to go get something in the left center field gap if a hitter hits a ball over there. So you can you can shade like guys like Buxton and Simmons. Now this is super geeky. I love this. I it's love interesting it. though. You can shade those guys as opposed to like moving them all the way over because yes. they can cover more ground. Yes. So if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It's very exciting. I, I just I'm curious if part of this was done because. Because Josh made it pretty clear he doesn't love to shift, and that and then he had two more, and I wonder if he had a conversation of, hey, you know, if we short things up at shortstop right by me, that's going to help me out because I prefer to actually just play third base. Yeah, he's also been super vocal on social media about how shifting is actually something that probably hurts teams more in the postseason, just for different reasons because you're facing the best hitters, and those this is all are, about the streak coming right. to an end. Do you think the Twins, if they bring Nelson Cruz back and maybe get one more pitcher, they have a chance to win a playoff game finally? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. hold on. Are they going to at least hit a smidge in the playoffs? Yes. Can they score six runs? Okay, here's another question off this. If they if they wind up with Hap and they wind up with Simmons and and they don't wind up with Nelson Cruz, does all of this sort of wash out? I, I almost feel like you have to compound the Simmons signing with bringing Nelson Cruz I'm, back. Do, Doogie tweeted last night, though, that... Yep. He must have talked to someone close to Nelson Cruz, who's because Cruz gives a thumbs up for this move. That Cruz wants to play for a winner. Yes, and we haven't talked much about this because our conversations have more been about money. Like, well, give him the two years. Well, part of it's money, but he's also looking at the Twins and saying, "All right, you ditched Rosario, you lost Odorizzi. I'm a free agent, and I'm waiting to see what my options are. So you need to prove to me that you're still a winning team that can." I was going to say go deep in the playoffs. They can win a playoff, playoff game. game. Well, and can can you bl- blame the guy? I mean, he's going to be. 41 on July 1st, okay? So I totally am with him. He's exactly right. But yes, if they don't re-sign him now, um, then then in some ways, while definitely an upgraded shortstop, this is a wash. The, the two things 
My two takeaways, good and bad, or or positive and negative off this, are if you don't re-sign Cruz, then I'm not pleased. The positive, or among the things off of this move that I really like, though, is this one. I love the fact that they sat down, considered their options, and are going to move Arise into the Marwin spot. And not try and bring back Marwin. What if they bring Marwin back anyway? Uh, no, he's talking to Boston now. <laughs> okay, good. And Just you know keep, what? Keep, keep he is. He is in 2021 the ultimate Red Sox. I'm a gritty player, and I cheated once, but I am. And the guy two years back served his purpose, and I actually thought he was the consummate professional. So I'm not dogging on him at all. But last year he just looked so cooked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and arise is a better tough. option to play. He could play second, he can play third, and my guess is a little bit bit of left probably. I don't see him playing short. I don't see him as a shortstop, but my guess is if if they need a shortstop, it's probably Polanco goes back to short, right? And then Arise plays second base. So so it's fine. So Twins twins finally doing what uh, what, what people have been clamoring it's for for three months. It's what we talked about yesterday. I don't know. We never a lot lost of faith no, in, no, their, no. in their ability to be aggressive this offseason. A lot of moves faith. coming. Yeah. Declan said it. Keep the faith. Sources yeah. are telling Go him check a lot the of tape. things. Go check the tape. tape. Judd said verbatim yesterday, we know exactly what the plan is. Yep. Okay, yeah. They're going to go out. They're going to make three more moves. It's going to be great. Uh, the other baseball news yesterday is more non-news that... <laughs> For the second time in the last 10 years, no Hall of Famers. No Hall of Famers were voted in. The voting looked like this. Kurt Schilling in his second-to-last year on the ballot. Also, Clemens and Bonds are on their second-to-last year on the ballot. Got 70% of the vote. You need need 75%, right, to get in. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds each got about 61%. Omar Vizquel, 53%. and, And the list goes down from there. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. It's very fitting, by the way, that in a in a year in which baseball has just like baseball has already been on the downslide in terms of popularity and whatnot, and of course, like a moment to grab some more spotlight, and there are no Hall of Famers to celebrate. So on this ballot, you've got the greatest hitter of all time in Barry Bonds, and we and, and we can talk about how he got there, but like the greatest hitter of all time, he is the home run king. As much as I can yes. stand it, he is the home time. run king. He is. Roger Clemens is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yes. Scott Rowland is one of the great third basemen of his generation. If you're going in like 25 year chunks of baseball, Scott Rowland has like six gold gloves and he a bunch made me of all stars. Want to play baseball? Wow. And play third base. Dead serious. He's your idol. He was my idol when I was 10. I wanted to be Scott Rowland. Look, at, look, how far look how far I'm at. <laughs> Corey Kosky's pissed off. Yeah. He's like, I played no. in your backyard, you little punk. Scott hey, Rowland, all day. No love for Terry Tiffy? Nope. Yeah, what the? Scotty Rowland, Scott Rowland, you had to look to like St. Louis for your inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. Scott, Scotty Leyes? It was probably before Dex time. That was before Scotty Leyes, yeah. 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 Before. Pegs. You also Pegs on this ballot, you, you have Omar Vizquel, who is one of the greatest defensive shortstops of all time, okay? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but he had the domestic abuse case come up I know, against him, I know. so he lost votes. And you had Kurt Schilling, who put out a statement saying, please take me off the ballot. You guys are all <laughs> idiots, basically. Yes. Uh, and, the, and then the BBWA came out and said, we're not going to take you off the ballot. But he is one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get that four out of these five, not counting Roland, have off the field or cheating things hanging over their head. But on the Bonds Clemens front, the commissioner who oversaw the steroid era, who didn't put a testing yes. policy or a punishment structure in place, is in the Hall of Fame. Right. 
and these guys are out. Okay, got it. Sounds great. Uh, Kurt Schilling, who I personally think is a despicable human. I think he's an idiot, too. Like, he lost $50 million on a video game company yeah, or something. I, I think he's an idiot. That's great. And so those are my personal feelings about him as a human. I also think he's one of the greatest playoff pitchers of all time and should be in the Hall of Fame. If I had a vote, I would vote all of these guys in. So, I don't know. We don't have to sit here and play the Barry Bonds game, but uh, I just think it's amazing that you've got these five guys who, like, really all of them from a baseball perspective are Hall of Famers, and none of them are getting in this year. We talked about the whole uh, Bonds-Clemens-Seeley connection last year. It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Like, you are... um, The Schilling one, to me, is intriguing, and here's why. Number one. They need to remove the, I, I don't know what, what the clause is officially called, a morals clause. I don't know what they call it. It's it's holding it's holding him and Vizquel out of the Hall of Fame. But they so. need to remove it unless, the, uh, now, now if they're convicted of crimes, I could see that being different. Okay? What about domestic abuse? What if you get, what if, 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 what, if, if you, what if you do time for domestic abuse? What if you? What if you're in and then you abuse someone? Yeah, do you, that, have, to, do well, you have to take that, you out. And that—that's the problem. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. Well, you know what? The key guy, O.J. Simpson. Um, is he football. still in the Hall of Fame? As far as I know, yeah. Why don't we take him out? But, he murdered people. And, and Ty Cobb. <laughs> we we talked about Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was a terrible person. Ty Ty Cobb uh, basically abused every part of that clause. Totally. And he is in. Um, the Schilling one to me though is an interesting conversation based on this. He's an idiot. I don't agree with him. I think he is a bully. I think he's a bad guy. But I don't think he's ever been convicted of anything. I don't think that he's I mean as far as I can recall has he been has he been arrested? Has he beaten people up? Has I don't he, think so. I I mean he's just uh he's okay, we a, a lot of us don't like him and I'm sure a lot of people do. Um but how are we keeping him like what are we keeping him out for if he is a Hall of Fame player like the bonds the bonds thing personally I have my opinions about but I get the dilemma there okay he he cheated the game okay I get that one but the shilling one to me what are you falling back on and are you falling back on a morals clause that you don't agree with his politics and his morals uh, because if that's the case, then we got a whole. We got to take a lot of people out of a lot of halls of fame that go from baseball to football to rock and roll yeah. to uh, acting. You know. Yeah, you know we almost need. And by the way, like I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep if Barry Bonds never gets in or Kurt Schilling never gets in. I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep. But I just, I just think we move the goalposts so much. Where all right, if you got in, and then you murdered someone. <laughs> You can stay in because you made it. All right, you made right. it. You're lucky. You're lucky, OJ. Um, or if you know if if you're Bob Nightingale, you can use your vote because you feel bad for Latroy Hawkins because no one else is going to vote for him. There's and no so rules. like you're gonna, I f- I feel like this guy needs a pity vote, right? I just don't. I don't love playing personality police. Like if so if and I don't have a vote. So but if I had a vote, honestly, unless you got arrested for something and it's high profile. I don't want to sit and like have to parse whether you are a Republican or Democratic or whether you're a despicable human or not. Like I really am only interested in the bloody sock game. Well, yeah. And, and this is know, from someone who like if Kurt Schilling and I were in a room, like we would agree on nothing. And I'm still saying like But it doesn't matter. His two point three three earned run average in the in the postseason. This dude in the World Series in the World Series, this dude has a 2.06 earned run average in a couple of the most iconic performances of all time and has racked yeah. up like the 15th most strikeouts ever in the regular season. 
and he's an absolute insufferable D-bag off the field, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to be as blunt as possible. There's nothing that goes on in Kurt Schilling's head that I care about. There is nothing. The only thing I care about, like, we need to think of players, I think, sometimes as robots, okay? So remove their, I, I don't care about them. I don't give a damn about them. I don't care about their personal lives. But here's the problem with playing uh, gatekeeper when it comes to this. And I'll go back to what we talked about yesterday. Do you know how many people professional athletes who sell themselves as good guys and who I bet to this day, a lot of us are like, Oh my God, this guy's the greatest guy of all. Did you see all the work he did with children are despicable human beings are, are, are politically as far from us as you can get Mm -hmm. Um, cheat on their wives, cheat on their taxes, but we don't know it. So it's okay. Yeah. So, so tell me, so what's the difference between that guy and Schilling? I think what you're getting at here is like you're, we're there, and this applies to not just sports, but also like there's a rock and roll hall of fame too, right? I mean, that's right. it's it's the yes. art and the artist, and how much do you want to blend artist with art when trying to figure out how to honor the art, right? You and I haven't done this, but like I bet you could scroll up and down the rock and roll hall of fame and find some pretty bad people mm-hmm. and some people that are probably pretty far out politically. And yeah. have maybe even arrest records, if not a lot of people with arrest records, um, cheaters, et cetera. Yeah. People who have maybe done shady business deals behind the scenes. And like, is any of that stuff ever really taken into consideration? No. Short of murder. Okay. Like, or horrible crimes. I'm I'm not saying that there's, that you, that you can't blend artist and art to some extent. But honestly, it's exhausting to always have. Sometimes I just want the art. I just want to know regardless of how you are as a human, short of murder and heinous crimes, right? I just want to watch you pitch, man. I just want to watch you play in a game seven. And, like and That's all I care about. That is all I would, should be asking you to judge. You don't have the ability to go beyond that. It's not your job, and you don't have the ability. Because if you're going to draw the line at shilling, then I'm basically saying to you, you know these people. Because that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And, and you, you and don't you, know and these you, people and in that you zone. You're not supposed to know them. And if you don't, you got to figure out how to get to know them. Yeah. So, that, But that's absolutely fine. I guarantee you there are 10, there are, uh, 10 to 20 guys minimum in the Baseball Hall of Fame who we think are great guys who if you did true background hard searches on their lives, you'd be amazed at what scum they truly absolutely. are. And you know what? It's not my job to know or care. I don't I don't care. Because I can't care. Because it's not part of my life. Um, I will say this. Semi-hot take. If we're not going to put bonds, like if we are now drawing lines on, well, this guy cheated, this guy did this, this guy did, did, did that. Selig goes in because he held baseball, but he was old. Um, I will renew my request. And this is a little harsh, but I will renew my request that we stop enshrining people. And that we just make the Hall of Fame what it is. A baseball museum that explains its history. Yeah, I think it's, it's part of the worry that like the, the that Major League Baseball and the baseball writers and the Hall of Fame itself that they don't want Kurt Schilling at a podium for a half hour speaking. I can't, but but because if that's the case, then like okay, well then give him a bust next to the other great pitchers of all time, next to Jack Morris, right? 
And then, okay, if you're worried about him speaking, then get rid of the speeches. I don't know. Like, right. it's just weird. But don't you think it's weird? Like, in Bonds' case. And the one thing that I think we can all agree on is that there was an extended period of time, especially playing for the Pirates for sure, and I think at first during his time with the Giants, Phil, that there was an extended period of time where this guy did not look weird. I mean, he was just a great baseball player, and there was nothing—I don't think he started to do steroids until, well, after the fact. Yeah, which nobody knows, by the way. But, I mean, that guy, that if that guy had played 10 years and, and his knee blew up, he is in the hall right now. Like— he was that good. Um, if we're going to start drawing lines on that type of thing, though, and be like, well, he can't go in because of this, I don't see the point of enshrining people. Like, are we just enshrining people we think we like? But we enshrined the guy who created this entire mess right. 20 years ago. But that's what I'm saying. Is, is 30 years ago. It, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a hot take on my part, but I am advocating that we just stop doing it and just explain the history of the game and and so Bonds is in the hall as far as this was this is what he did, um, but if we're gonna just start to be like, well, you can't make it because you cheated, but we don't know if you did. Here, next year, boys, explain this one to me, yeah. or t- tell me this one: A Rod and David Ortiz. Yeah. A Rod ain't going in, and I think Ortiz, or- Ortiz does. never or- tested, but Ortiz was on the Mitchell report. Exactly, I think, right? that's exactly right. But, but they're both like they're both Hall of Fame players. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. how do you draw that line? Also, what does right. it tell you that? An entire era of ambiguity with no testing, with no punishment structure in place. And and we had uh, Andy Persby was a Twins minor leaguer. He called in one time and said his estimation, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, in the minor leagues was at least half the players were on something. Some people have said even higher, that it was more like 75 or 80 percent were on something. And in that case, like, OK, well, it's just a, it's a different era. A lot of guys are on something and the yeah. best players still rise to the top. I know it's a weird crappy tainted era but those guys were the best of a weird crappy tainted era let's make some predictions Mackie and John on scorenorth.com and the score north app uh, yeah most sports talking heads make predictions then hope you forget about how wrong they were but not Mackie and John write this down this is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages it's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and John. We should change that intro again. This is the big leagues where we don't vote any of our best players into the <laughs> Hall of Fame because we do thorough background checks into every nook and cranny of their personality. That's the FBI at your door right now. You want to answer? Are you a Republican? Were you on an Antifa message board one time? Sorry, you're not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Anyhow, this is Write That Down every Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. Also, we have launched another version of Write That Down, a football version of Write That Down on Purple Daily every Wednesday. And so you can check those out on the Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd podcast every Wednesday. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. And also YouTube channels are Score North and Purple Daily. So uh, every week, as you can see on the screen here, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, we get three predictions from everybody they must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be part of the show, if you're a listener out there, just send a DM to at Phil Mackey or at Dex's tweets on Twitter. Our DMs are open. And this week we're going to get Dustin in the mix to take his swings. 
We start a new season every time the calendar rolls over, and so we're about a month in. Judd had a just a ridiculous Barry Bonds-like season last year. Uh-oh. We don't know if he was on performance enhancers or not. This is where I'm going to lose my his title. Head, his head got bigger. It was a whole thing. It did, yeah. His hat size changed quite a bit, and he's off to a great start this year, too. That was pandemic-related. Okay. You said this is this. You knew this was going to happen way before April 12th, and it did. You said Congrats. Pierre-Luc Dubois be traded by the April 12th NHL trade deadline. He was traded like two days after you made this prediction. Basically, not to the wild, unfortunately. No. Be nice. Uh, I said the Packers would beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Well. I mean, I didn't say what year, in fairness. Okay. Larry Brown. Yeah. And Matt LaFleur got you. Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Fourth down, you're going to uh, you gonna go for it? Nah. Hey, Mason. Mason Crosby, come in here. We're going to kick a field goal. Richie. A field goal. <laughs> Listener predictions here. We had one come off the board. Drew P. Um, yeah, Drew P. said uh, Kakanen would start opening night of the 2021 season and uh, and get a win. I, I looked at this funny because Declan has one. Declan has one that needs a review. Okay. Let's, let's, let's start with the win here. You said the Twins will sign at least two free agents this month to Major League Contracts. Hap and Simmons... Very nice. So you got that one. So this is this is where we might need Semantics, a, a huh? vote here. So you said you said Kakanen would make a start by next week's write that down. Okay. Yep. And he'll allow one goal or less. Yep. So he made a couple of starts so, and allowed two goals or more. And then he came in in a game in the second period and allowed fewer than So he, I'll even I'll wear this one here. So I said he'd make a start. And in that first start, he allowed two goals. And the next appearance, he came in for relief because Talbot got hurt and he didn't allow any goals. But so it wasn't I, a start. It wasn't a start. So I'm, it's, it's a miss because I, I said I, I meant that in his first start, he'll, 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 he'll do this. So I, I'm, I'm aware. It's out. I'm not, there's no, Declan I feel knew like what was no in sabot- Declan's heart. No sabotage. Declan knew not going to was- hide it. Not going to try to to try to. Get yeah, ahead I don't here. see how it works for you if nope. you didn't hi- hide it nope. with how it's worded. As long as listeners aren't you. actively sabotaging me, I'll sabotage myself before that happens. See, okay. And just to say, I, it's it's very noble of you to just sort of lay down on this one and wave the white flag. I think if it were me, I would try to take this to the write that down Supreme Court. I would first of all, I would try to get a couple judges that like me, and then I would try to take it to the write that down Supreme Court, and I would try to argue that. These are two separate predictions that he would make a start and that he will allow one goal or less. And the and separates the two but fragments. Here, here's the issue. I said a start by the next week's write that down. Yeah. He's made three starts since then. Which you didn't mm-hmm. foresee because you didn't know Tabo would get hurt. Yep. Yeah. And at all those three of his starts, he's allowed more than one goal. He went two, four, and two. The one he allowed zero goals and it wasn't a start. If I said he makes an appearance... Yeah, and this, one you know what? what this, if, this wouldn't get out of state court, I, I okay? Agree. This I wouldn't agree. get to the Supreme Court. A judge that you appointed in Milwaukee would shoot this sucker down. What if this, okay, just for fun, what if the sentence had, had ended with, so, uh, so Kakanen will make a start by next week's write that down, and he'll allow one goal or less in a game. If it was, if, if it ended with in a game, then you would have been covered there. I'm just trying to think of like for next time. He'll allow one goal. And you're forgetting one that I think came off the board last week. Yeah, I'm being noble here. being very noble. What? I believe I said the Wild would score three power play goals by next week's right that down. Oh, you are. Oh, you're right. And, and you're right. let that me tell you right now. I, I, I forgot to put that one in here. 
Let me tell you right now, Declan Goff was apoplectic in the press box last night. I just wanted when one. They scored two. When they, they scored came two. so close. God, dude. I, I didn't even care if they won that game. I just wanted to write that down to hit. I literally I said that to Judd. I was like, I don't care if they win this game. I just want to write that down to hit. I, I, did, I did ding that one in the database, so okay. your, your average will be updated correctly, but I, I forgot to put it in the I'm actual. This is a new Declan. Noble so. Declan in 2021. You're just trying to sell yourself out before the <laughs> listeners get to your ass That's is what true. you're doing. So with that, Judd Zilgat leads with a 600 batting average about a month into the season here. Declan hitting 400. I'm at 250. Listeners are at 125. Nobody has... A home run. Yet. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, all time, Judd Zilgat with 146 career hits, eight home runs. I have 113 career hits and 10 home runs. Listeners have 89 career hits and nine home runs. And Declan has 35 career hits and two home runs since 2018 when we started keeping track of these stats. We did write that down in 2016 and 17, but it's much like the early 1900s baseball stats. I don't really know right. where the, the box scores are. <laughs> I have no idea. They're on a different computer. Why can't or something. you find them? Come on! I, I might have just like written over them. It was a mistake. It's in hindsight. Hey, be noble. I, honestly, I didn't think we'd still have jobs this far into the future. <laughs> hey, so. good for you. And me either. Yeah. But here the we Larry, are. We can't be fired till the Larry Brown prediction comes to fruition. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell that. Once Larry that. Brown dies, we're going to yeah. get a call. That's uh, right, guys. You guys to bring okay, your card okay, keys okay, in. It's been great. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Let's get our guest listener predictor here, Dustin, into the mix. What's up, Dustin? Not much. How are you guys doing? Uh, we were we were we were talking before the segment started that you might be the MVP for background signage with your Degeneration X sign. So congratulations, <laughs> yes, sir. Over there. What's the what's the what's the story there? Um, I work in production, and some of my friends uh, were actually on the WWE Hall of Fame show that year, and that was the sign from the podium for their Hall of Fame induction wow. that they brought to me, and I was like. Yes, I will take that off your hands. I would probably pay money for that. Like I would, I would. Well, if that was up for jealous. auction, I think Phil, Phil, and I would both pay yeah. money for that. <laughs> yeah, I think so, that's so it sits in my office, and every time I do a Zoom, it, it's prominently displayed. You know, before so. every show, I don't know if you guys know this, but Declan wears a leather jacket and jeans in the studio. Yeah, and he brings a bottle of water, pours a little over his head, takes a swig, and then does the Triple H. Spit the water and three crotch well, chops to get well, us pumped up. Because of COVID, I've stopped doing that, but I do bring the pyrotechnics that X-Pac would bring into the ring. Yeah. I just do the three chops, <laughs> and then I jump in the air, and then I get in the studio chair. That's what I do. Yeah. Judd, you have any idea what we're talking no about? No idea, but that's okay. You guys keep going. <laughs> I wouldn't pay for the sign, but that's okay because they, it would be between you two. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, so here's how this is going to work. D- uh, Dustin's going to lead off. We're all going to make three predictions. So we'll go Dustin, Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil Mackey. We'll make three trips. So, Dustin... Lead us off. All right. Um, my first one's going to be a wrestling parlay. Yes. So uh, WrestleMania 37 will have at least 60,000 total fans over two nights. Wow. wow. And Becky Lynch will return the next oh. day on Monday Night Raw, Good. April 12th. She's been posting some Instagrams with her with her baby from yeah. like the, the CrossFit place that they yeah. live by. Not that I follow wrestling super awkwardly closely. Becky who? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, one of the great women's champions, if not the iconic women's champion she of all time. She is the best thing they have going for him. And unfor- she's out right now because she had a baby. But she, she hasn't best. been there in a year. Yeah. yeah she's great. So. Big Becky guy. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Right, Judd Zilgen. <clears throat> all right. The Wolves will make a coaching change by the beginning of next season. The Wolves will make a, just to clarify, a head coaching change by the beginning of next season. 
So okay, they, off the record, do you think it'll happen during this no, season? No, I don't, and I was going to say that, but I mm. don't want to just in case. Uh, but my feeling is that it won't because I think they're going to give Ryan as much a chance as possible to get Towns back, pair him with Russell, and see how that goes. But I got to believe that they're going to come to the conclusion that it was just too much too soon and that they will make a change, but they'll do it in the summer months after they're done. That's my off-the-record opinion. I also think it's very interesting that the Washington Wizards are a terrible basketball team. Yes. Much like the Wolves, I get that. Uh, But Bradley Beal is, like, inconsolable now. Yeah, dude, he was like crying that's, on the bench yesterday. That's my partner's guy. Yeah, I've been I've been all over the Bradley Beal uh, steam for two years. I don't know how you pull it off now that you've kind of committed to D'Angelo Russell. I, I guess w- would you have to include Russell contractually back to Washington in a trade? Like I don't know right. how that would work, but but Bill Towns and Beal would be amazing. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Dex. All right, I'm gonna get this off the board right away before Phil does. Michelle on uh, the Bachelor. <laughs> who is the new contestant from Edina? Dude, I, I caught Did up last watch? night. Wasn't it insane? Michelle from Edina just came. So they brought five new women in, and yeah. Michelle from Edina just took over the show. Very, so, very charming. Someone and from beautiful. Edina? Really? Yeah. Well, she well, grew, that's really surprising. A, a black woman from Edina came okay. in. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't mean that derogatively. No, I'm just right. saying, like. Well, shout out diversity. To bring, shout out to Bring Me the News because they they did a story. So she was a Woodbury Preps basketball star. Okay. So she was like an all state. Wow. By the Star oh, Tribune, wonder, like okay. ten years ago, same class as me, twenty eleven, uh, which is a little too bad for Matt. Uh, but I do think she, I think she makes it to hometowns. The Bachelors might write that down. What's her name again? Michelle. Michelle from Edina, right? Yeah, Michelle from Edina. Michelle will make it to hometowns in The Bachelor. Okay. okay. Wow, I almost feel like you guys are making predictions. I have no. You might as well be talking French. Okay. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call an audible on the fly here. I had a couple Andrelton Simmons predictions. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick one of them because I have other things. I'm Write gonna it go down. Bachelor. You like writing things down? I'm gonna one up Declan. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say Michelle from Edina wins, wins. it all. That's fine. I, I was going to do that. But I say, I, I'm I want, too late now. I, Dude, I, think, I, think, I think she's everything he's looking for in a woman. Yep. I think she brings the Midwestern sensibilities. I think she brings the charm. Uh, they talked about the George, very awkwardly talked about and quickly talked about the George Floyd yep. thing this week too, the, the murder of George Floyd. So I'm going to say Michelle from Edina. No, I don't know. Like I she'll, just be the, she'll be the last woman standing sure. at the end of the show. We both can be right here. Yep. Yours is a home run, though, because you're, you're calling the shot. I'm calling the shot. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, anyway. back, back to Dustin. <laughs> uh, this one is a Vikings draft prediction. The Minnesota Vikings will trade down in round one of the NFL draft. Okay. And get right. what? Just off the record. Second round yeah. pick? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. This is not part of your prediction. They'll probably trade back like five or six spots, draft a three technique, and get a second pick up round an pick. extra pick in round three. There you go. Just to irritate the entire fan base. Five seventh round picks. Five seventh round picks. Wheelman. Hey, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs starting offensive line for the Super Bowl includes, I think, three seventh round picks. So it can be done. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Judd. Despite the fact it's not trending this way right now, write this down. MLB will have a DH in the National League this season. So they they are going to come to a some type of compromise once they do begin to play in, that, Ju- in July. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you will have a DH in both the American and National League. So MLB will have a 
universal DH this season. I know that every time I say this, I'm technically ripping on you because you love double switches and pitches hitting. But like, Oh, the art of the scoreboard. On what planet is it a hard decision for the masses, for the masses to say, you know what, we should open up more slots for good hitters like Nelson Cruz instead of pitchers who literally sit there and just watch three fastballs go down the middle? Like in terms of making no. your game more exciting, why is no, it even what they a do debate? is they they square around and they move the man over. <laughs> so exciting! Is he going to get it down? Oh, there's two strikes. Are they still going to have him bunt? No, you can't. Oh, do that. it's no, exciting. no, no! Don't do that. Write this down. All right, Declan. Uh, a real rumble prediction here. Don't steal mine. At least <laughs> one former WWE champion who hasn't wrestled in the last four years okay. will make an appearance at the men's Royal Rumble match. Wow. So very specific. So who are some of the candidates here? Well, CM Punk's the dream one. I, I think they're going to wait until there's fans to yeah, bring him back. Yeah, because the pop of that would be insane. Um, trying to think They wouldn't here. do it in an empty arena, would they, with no. him? Like, you have to do it with fans. You know, like, I don't know, like, I, this is just a complete random one, but like, Alberto Del, Del Rio, like, oh. he hasn't wrestled in four years. You know, I'm just throwing one. Complete, I'm trying to think of, re- like, I'm thinking of major Isn't WWE champions. He might be in jail. He's had some bad domestic problems. <laughs> so he's not getting into the WWE Hall no. of Fame. Oh, wait, they don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't care about that either. Uh, but someone <laughs> who was a WWE champion who hasn't wrestled in the last four years makes an appearance Dude, the Rock. at the Men's Royal Rumble match. The Rock. I feel like The Rock is almost, like, way too big to risk, you know, tearing a peck for a $50 million movie payday at this True. point. But True. See, all right. All right. I'm going to make a Write this down. similar prediction. I was hoping you wouldn't steal this, and you didn't. Ronda Rousey will make oh. her return. At this Sunday's Royal Rumble. I like that one. Ronda Rousey will make her return. Uh, By the way, so she hasn't been announced. She's been gone for a long time. And at least one odds place has her as the second favorite to win the Women's Royal Rumble right now. So this would not be a home run. I just want you to know that, like, she and she took a screenshot of the odds and put it out there and said, you know, she's still a thing. Like, is. is she still a big deal? She had a kid or something. She didn't was she? trying. I think I don't know if she's okay, had one, okay. but the reason she stepped away was that yeah, she wanted to have a kid. Okay, Ronda but, Rousey did, and Ma- she's she's bad with the whole Kafabe thing. She doesn't like know where to draw the doesn't line. Strike me as a mom type, but okay, cool. Yeah, I, so I think for them, they're just so desperate to get traction because their ratings have gone down. I wouldn't be one. shocked if they said, "Listen, we don't need you for long. We literally just need you from like we need you like five times between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and we'll give you a million dollars just to see if people watch." Or I'm wrong. I will go Write down. it down. Or you you like writing things down. All right, Dustin, your final swing. My last one's also a, a Royal Rumble prediction. Um, Cesaro or Brock Lesnar will win the Royal Rumble. It's probably not a home run because I took Dude, two. But. I love Cesaro. If, if, if Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, we can all Ooh. just quit. Yeah. Um, Cesaro. Well, I think I, they'll I, bring him back to fight Reigns at Mania. Yeah. And they have a better story. <sighs> that's, a, this time. that's a good, that's a safe bet. I guess, I think, with the Heyman thing. Cesaro would be great because yeah. he has just been like buried. I'm hoping for Cesaro. Yeah. He's been like buried as like a tag team guy and he's an unbelievable wrestler. He is. He's fantastic. Joe, what do you think so, of Cesaro's chance to win? You the guys are going to be. You got, I just came up with an on the fly prediction yes. that gave in to what you guys are doing. <laughs> yes. I can't believe it. 51 years old, and I'm influenced by Judd, this. Do you feel like Paul Heyman is, uh, is, oh, is yeah, better Paul with. Heyman. Is he better with Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar in your mind? Is Brock still do, doing his thing? Kind of. Where's Brock like, now? He's so winded and out of shape. Like, he, he's literally. He's turning into Goldberg. Like, he's a one trick pony in the he's ring. He's old, right? Yeah. He's in his forties, uh, maybe early forties. Yeah. Oh, early. 40s. He's okay. actually like probably not as old as older that. Okay. So, uh, uh, Dustin, since you have this platform and you've done a great job with these predictions, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this point? Vince McMahon. Um. Yeah, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. 
Uh, thank you guys for uh, bringing back songs by the Yulog this year. Oh, this yeah. Is my favorite thing for years and years. So that brought a lot of joy around the holiday season. So <laughs> Awesome. I'm, cl- I'm glad it brought joy to someone. <laughs> I'm that person. Dustin, <laughs> great work. And uh, we'll get you on again sometime, right? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, cool. Thanks, That's a guest listener predictor, Dustin. Judd, your final prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. I had in this space a Twins prediction, but I'm going to move that to next week, all right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to give in and give you guys a wrestling prediction off of what Phil said about what's going on with popularity and ratings for that. Okay. In the next year, so from now until next next, year's Royal Rumble. Next year's Royal Rumble. Okay. Okay. Help you with the rest wrestling. Thank you you very much. (laughs) WWE will bring back Donald Trump for a storyline. Whoa! Because if you're that hard up, and (laughs) he is hard up, writing things down, he's going to be hundred percent, and he's going to be not even a home run. Star for (laughs) attention. (laughs) Donald Trump will be brought back for some sort of storyline. Well, Uh, yeah, and him, him, and Vince McMahon, and they did. They had one twelve years ago. A shave my head match. I watched. I watched some of it one time. Or shave your head match. And uh, him and Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon have been friends for 35 years. Linda was, what, his, like, small business advisor or something on the first He's like, listen, we launched NXT. That was a small business. Yeah. You're exactly right. That was part of his cabinet when he he first took office. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like, Linda McMahon. And he he Of all the people you could bring in. blew up, right? Least favorite McMahon by far. Least charismatic. Yeah. Stephanie, number one. You should have brought Stephanie in to run small businesses. Steph knows what she's doing. In more ways than one. We should, in fact, we should, uh, we should almost like fill out. Can we fill out Biden's cabinet with people from wrestling that we think would be good, like, edu- like education? Yeah. The, the genius from yeah. the late eighties, early nineties. One of the pof- poffos. Anyways, <laughs> write um, it down. You like writing things down. All right, Declan. All right, my last one is actually a, a sports prediction here. So, uh, Ryan Johansson will not be on the Wilds roster by the time the regular season ends. Marcus. Marcus Johansson. Oh, you could have. You could have not said anything, but I appreciate your no, honesty. No, that's too obvious. Marcus Johansson will not be on the Wilds roster by the time the regular season ends. Marcus Johansson has been a disaster. Yeah, he's not. Disaster. Good. And at least he's a UFA at the end of the year, but I think he's gone. He's he's just. And you called he's it. He's atrocious. Dex called it. I give I give him a ton of credit here. He told me this guy's going to stink. He's going to be awful. And he is garbage. He's Write bad. this down. <laughs> Came through. He's so bad. Good job, Dex. All right. Final prediction of the week here. Write this down. Andrelton Simmons, rest easy. Will not make an error in a Twins do or die postseason game in 2021. Write this down. I just want you to know that he's not going to do what Jorge Polanco did if the Twins so, get to that point. Do or die meaning elimination. An elimination game. game. Okay. Just want to be Jorge sure. Polanco made a critical, ridiculous error in a in a do or die postseason game. In other words, he will be the man at shortstop, Declan. No, no, no. He's that's fine. No, I don't. No, I'm saying and, it's it's a layup, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm like the only way that I don't, I don't get this point funny. is don't if he does it. make an error. Just make it funny. He'll have to watch both those games with me, okay? And I'm sure he never wants to watch another postseason baseball game with me ever again because it was something. <laughs> just throwing himself. It's at only the wall. an 18 game skid, okay? Don't worry about oh it. God, God. Dude. It's only 18 games. Say that out loud again. Like what? the longest 18, losing streak in major in in North American history. Amazing. So those are your predictions for this week. Most of them are likely to be wrong. Uh, and that's why we have the accountability session every single week. The only show in America that keeps track of our predictions here every Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Ricochets off the glove. Simmons with a bare hand. Throws the first. It's Holiday. 
One out. Nice play by Simba. Simmons gets charging in. Off balance throw and Simba got him. Simmons with a diving catch. He's done it again. Shallow center field. Tough play. Simmons running out there. Over the shoulder catch. Fires it back to first. How about this? Put on a clinic, Angleton Simmons. All right, hey, we wrap with Roycey every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on the show. You can find his podcast with Judd, Roycey Unchained, every Monday on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify. And, Pat, before we get to the Twins' new starting shortstop and that signing, uh, rumor has it the Star Tribune has found a new young spry columnist to to go side-by-side <laughs> side with you. Well, he's new anyway. We got that part taken care of. Uh, Lavelle E. Neal III. Better known as UNLV, the <laughs> University of Neil Lavelle, in my uh, in my uh, vernacular, and he, he lovingly calls me Uncle Pat. I love the guy, so he's one of my favorite nephews. And uh, we they were uh, decided uh, after the loss of Sid, they needed to replace that soccer knowledge. So we got Lavelle in here. Lavelle, of course, Lavelle's major league beat coverage started with the Kansas City soccer team and he's a big soccer guy and boy am I glad to have him hey Lavelle there's a soccer game on Wednesday that's a big one you want to flip columns this week we can do that so no I'm I'm happy for him and he wanted to do it uh and uh so and I I think uh they're gonna use him online and you know videos and stuff like that too so he's he's certainly uh, a first name sports personality in this town, and uh, I'll be interested to see his work. I I, uh, I, I knew this was coming, and I uh, gave him some of my suggestions. One of which was, don't get to the topic too quick. You don't want to let them know what you're writing about. Otherwise, they'll quit reading if they're not interested. You got you got to keep the mystery in it. You got to keep the mystery going. So I don't think he'll take that advice. Though. No nut graph, right? They, no, they, they always want, give us the nut graph on the cover. And Patrick says, yeah, you know what? It's going to be in the second to last graph. That's my favorite story. I'll repeat it again. We got a new managing editor and Crevier came to me and said, I got to warn you, I've never seen a guy more dedicated to getting to the point, wanting the, wanting the stories to get to the point. And I said, well, then he's got an adjustment to make. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think Glenn laughed, but we just went on with our lives. <laughs> That's the way that works. Sure so has has someone told Lavelle that he's not going to be able to spend two months at uh, Sanibel <laughs> Island every year, or what's the deal there? I uh, I think when the official ambassador to spring training uh, finds out that he doesn't get to stay there seven weeks, all I know is when the cigar bar saw this announcement, they laid off three people. <laughs> I thought they might have just closed up shop. They were fine oh, through the no, pandemic. No. They were fine through the pandemic, but when Lavelle, yeah, because Lavelle was coming <laughs> when back. Lavelle, when Lavelle became a columnist, uh, in fact, Lavelle was Lavelle made an off-season journey to there in December and stayed <laughs> my uh, stayed in my condo for four nights. Fort Myers based. That's the key. He got, he got back at twelve thirty the first night, and he got. And by the fourth night, he was getting back at one fifty-five a.m. So, because uh, they the the security gate tells me when a guest <laughs> arrives, so I can track his I can track his conduct. So.
<laughs> but he's a great guy. We all love him, and uh, we're hoping for the best. And uh, you know, for him, I, I think he'll enjoy it. And uh, we we certainly have. Uh, a lot of uh, columns being written now, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, so, Pat, we, we did a little digging here just for fun into Fangraphs.com's assessment of Andrelton Simmons. And so they, they track defensive runs saved, which is basically a yep. plus minus. And they tracked it for about 20 years, going back to the early 2000s. And Andrelton Simmons is a plus 191 in his career going back to 2012. Jorge Polanco is a minus 34. And so over the last handful of years, there's a 225-run difference with the glove alone between those two shortstops, according to Fangraphs. What are your thoughts on Simmons? I am all in on this. Uh, I watched Polanco last year, and I think he had a bum ankle part of the time, but uh, I I just remember saying to myself, you know, he's just not a shortstop. He's a... the, the arm's too iffy. Even though he figured out side-arming it over there, he could get most of his throws accurate, and he was a great offensive player. I think it takes a lot of pressure off him to play second base. And, uh, you know, he's a great hitter. Uh, I think they cooled a little on Louie, don't you? The last, you know, yes. the last month he was not. He got a little chubby, and he wasn't running. He doesn't hey. run well. And I like him a lot as a utility player. I don't know the idea that he's going to play shortstop for you no. as the backup, though. I think you got to have another extra infielder, don't you? Yes. I, think I don't think you just him. But he'll play some left field, yeah. and he'll play – I think he can play third base, and he obviously can play second base. And, hell, they'll probably give him a first baseman's glove and have him be the backup over there, too. So I like it a lot. I happened to be uh, talking to Ron Gardenhire about something else this morning down in Fort Myers and asked him about him. And he said, you know, we all talk about his defensive ability, his fielding ability. He said he's one of the smartest players in the league. He said he really knows how to play the game and he, you know, right place, right right thing to do on the bases. He, he, he loves him a lot. So, I, I, you know, right age, you only had to give him one year. 31, and uh, I, I think it really shores it up. To me, still the key for this team, I, I'm i going to tell you something that people are going to go nuts about, right? I'd rather have him than Nelson Cruz. Wow. I'd rather have I'd rather have both. That's a piping hot take. I want Cruz back, but I'd rather have the shortstop who can make all the plays and uh, – you know, play a little bit more baseball than just go up to the run up to the plate and try to hit seven hundred foot. Do you think? Runs. Do, do you think Cruz is gone now because of this, Pat, or not necessarily? I don't know who's bidding for him. It doesn't look like the National League's going to have a DH, right? Yeah, right now it doesn't, but they'll still fight about this. So who knows? But uh, that's what they're saying right I, now. I think the problem is he must want two years solid, and they probably will give him one at fourteen or something, and a. $3 million buyout for the second year. He must want, you know, he, and I don't blame him. This is his last shot, right, to get a to get a big deal. And last year, he didn't get paid like the rest of them. They only got 40% of their pay. So uh, I, I don't blame him, but I don't think there's a lot of competition, frankly. No. Do you? I mean, it's, it's so hard to know because we don't know what 
it looks like there's not going to be a DH, but if you're Nelson Cruz, is, is it worth waiting another month and just doing your own sure, batting practice? Not? You know. And the other thing, but the really, to me, the key to the whole operation is the third baseman. Yep. Is he going to play 30 games or is he going to play 130 games? You know, I think he'll be productive if he plays Donaldson, but you're sitting on a lot of money that you're flush down the toilet. If, if every time he runs the first base, he pops his calf. So, yeah. And that's a chronic now, problem too. The thing about Simmons is he had a, was it an, what was it? It was the last two years for the first time in his career, he's missed games because of a, the same. Yeah, I don't. I I think Pat, I think we met a muted Pat Pat's mic there. I don't know what the injury was, Pat. Can you hear us still? I just. But it was the same thing two years in a row. I just hung up on a on a phone call. Oh. So. <laughs> that's uh, I have no idea who. It that's was. that's that's the vaccine lottery. You better take that. Uh, I just figured out the odds. I just tweeted it out. In fact. Uh, 8,000 vaccines for 206,000. So Dean Chance, the worst hitter in baseball history, struck out 412 times in 662 at bats <laughs> and had 44 hits, I think it was. That's 66. So we have less of a chance of getting a vaccine than Dean Chance did of getting a hit. Can you can you fix it? Rig it somehow? That's what you need I to do. I don't think so. I don't think so. And uh, I'm under pressure in the household, too. It's, I'm, I have the responsibility of getting one, even if we have to go to Mexico and get it. I don't know what's going on. So if you have to go anyway. get sick to get it, you'll get Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I went to a high school basketball game last night uh, just for something to do. A Dinah at Wyzetta, and they started promptly at seven. They they had a they did the they taped the national anthem. They started at seven. No, I mean, they introduced the guys, but they ran out. No foreplay, basically. No band, obviously. The cheerleaders were there, but they didn't come out and do routines or anything. I left with one minute to go at 8.08. Wow. Okay, that's progress. I'm calling it basketball. It plays. (laughs) Basketball gets played extremely fast. There's no screwing around. The officials want to be gone, you know, so they're only calling the most obvious foul. And, uh, you know, timeouts, there were like three timeouts the whole game. And it was unbelievable. The The first half was over like at 7.28 or something and started at 7 o'clock. This is fantastic. They, they played 17 minutes. It was, it was unbelievable how <laughs> fast it was going. But I was happy to learn that even with a limited crowd there, like, parents can get in it was 200 people or something somebody was yelling for traveling every time the other team had the ball yep you know? of course he's traveling he travels every time it's traveling if these guys were the referees nobody would ever score a basket <laughs> i feel like travel. i almost feel like uh, that, that kind of feels like a minnesota thing uh, do minnesotans yes. complain about traveling more than i can't oh, watch that nba yeah, there's too know. much traveling Williams Arena, you could go back to bus when he was filling the place up 50 years ago. That's traveling. But but 
I don't don't think that that's as bad as the hockey staple of on the power play. Shoot! 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 Speaking of which, Kaprizov, no shots on goal last night. Zero. Yeah, you know why? Now they're telling me he's passing the puck too much. Well, he is, and they are playing him with guys who, they don't have a center. And they refuse to move Eck off that third line. And he is easily their best guy at that position, Pat. It's uh, Dean's driving me crazy. He's got Fiala and Caprisa playing with guys who are as fast as I am. He uh, he did impress me today, though. The quotes I was reading, he put it in the uh, in the present tense. The quotes. This, he, did you see that? He was. I listened to the put, presser last night. He put it in the present tense, like then he did. Then he does this, and then he then he then he shoots. So he's won your heart. Yeah, yeah. he's grammatically that, okay. You don't get that present tense too often uh, from a coach, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I heard he was the new lively dean, but he still seems pretty dull to me. I don't. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He's he's dull. Mm-hmm. He likes being dull. He's nice Boy, enough. Uh, our guy Suan took a strip out of Rubio today. Woo hoo hoo! He's gonna have some people mad at him. You know he he blocked me on Twitter like two years ago, and I haven't. <laughs> Which one, Rick, Ricky or Jim? Why would he block Jim? You? I don't know. Bramer hates Mackey. Suhan hates Mackey. It's unbelievable. I can see the I can see the Bramer one. Like I I definitely took a shot at Bramer on Twitter, and he took offense to it. But I don't think I don't remember oh, yeah. like taking shots at at Jim. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know, but he, uh, you know, he made, you know, when you look at Ricky's numbers, he's pretty terrible this year. There's uh, no doubt about it. I was, I thought, okay, what the hell? He's backup point guard. That'll be fine. But uh, I, I, he, 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 he looks a little bit cooked at age 30. He, he, and they stopped, when they got down to the bubble, I don't know if they played him as much, but uh you know, that Phoenix team was playing great. Yeah. He got traded here and doing nothing. He got the COVID. He did get the COVID. I think the COVID That's affects true. guys. That's true. I, COVID I, will, uh... I think that what – and th- this guy was uh, terrible at times last year. But I think we sell it a little bit short that big old Miguel – I think big old Miguel was affected by the COVID a little bit. So yeah. no, I, I heard behind the scenes there were some – they didn't want to talk about it too much, but that there was some – Feet feeling that that played a role. I'm not saying the whole thing. It's not an excuse. Look at you making excuses for the. I'm guy. not saying it's an, the excuse. I'm just saying I think if you get the COVID, I don't think you can dismiss it as being. Oh, you just had the flu. Sorry about that, folks. Miguel and I could both use the weight losing portion of the COVID, not the rest of us. But the, <laughs> you know the what you need? A good old the fact you can lose about 30 in a month a good old stomach flu no covid yep. okay the no. good old what we need to do is circulate the good old stomach flu I mean, back through society food poisoning is the quicker way i think i don't know if you're yes. gonna get 30 but yeah food tapeworm. poisoning and that that only takes five six days too yeah it's right? great yeah just, judd said tapeworm we tapeworm could, yeah. big weight loss you just uh, any any i'll take any of those small minor diseases i'll, I'll take any of those things, <laughs> Go to Target. I'd like a minor disease. <laughs> where where do you By put those? By the way, a friend of mine, I might have told you guys this already, but a friend of mine was telling me about COVID who studied the viruses and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people think it's what your resistance is to this thing. You know, what? so some people get it and get really seriously sick and others don't. 
He was telling me it's also when where the virus is in its strength. Yeah. So the virus goes like this, you know, it climbs up the hill and then goes down. So if you catch it here, you're not getting it as bad. If you catch it up here, then it's then it might kick the crap out of you. So, oh. so let I think we somehow think that it's it's depends upon you. Sometimes it depends upon the virus, I think. So anyway. we should get Roycey and Fauci together on this. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, do you do you want to make four fifty a year? Uh-huh. Four fifty three, I think. Somebody said on somebody told me on Wisconsin uh, that that Wisconsin's ahead of us on the virus distribution, and uh, you know that his two seventy seven year old parents and I said Paraguay has had a Minnesota on the yeah. virus distribution. Molokai's ahead of us. Where the old leper colony is getting it better than we are, for God's sake. Uh, well, We're Pat, last. Well, We're tied for last, I think. Well, oh. Pat, we will uh, we will expect your <laughs> your your ten thousand word academic essay on this, and then we'll talk to you on Friday. Well, I got to say one more thing. Go find a if you're a senior citizen and you filed for the lottery yesterday. Go try to find video of Dean Chance hitting. That's. You're, you don't have that good a chance, okay? <laughs> Goodbye. All right, see you, Pat. All right, that's wrapping with Roycey every Monday, Tuesday. I love his explanation of the virus. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, he's uh, he's been. I think he's he's been studying this thing. Go up the hill, go down the hill. All right, that's a wrap on today's episode. Tomorrow, reckless speculation Thursday, and we'll bring our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson into the show. And don't forget, write that down. Football edition. On Purple Daily every Wednesday if you want uh, twice the write that down action. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.